Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store is never too early to think of a snowblower. Oh, strike that. Come on, strike don't that. even think about that. Strike that. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 680, August 24th, 2021. 98 degrees on this day in 1948. They had a nice little run of hot weather at this time of the year in 1948. And 43 degrees in 1887. Today might be a timeout from the old swimming regime, but uh, a lot of swimming season left. And if you want to keep your lake, beach, uh, front, pond, the whole deal there where the kids swim, Mm -hmm. free of uh, weeds, get a hold of the Aquaside Company. They're they're, uh, probably going to recommend you use the AquaClear pellets. You sprinkle them out over a four-week period, and they eat up the dead leaves and dead weeds and all the stuff that creates muck and murk on the bottom of the uh, lake there where the kids swim. It's totally organic. It won't harm fish, birds, plants, or humans. It's easy to use. I've even done it. Uh, Call Aquaside. It's a wonderful White Bear Lake company. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and algae for 60 years. 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Saddens me to say that Charlie Watts has died. No. The original and one and only drummer of the Rolling Stones, and I'm afraid that's the beginning of the end of an era, isn't it? Yeah. He was their only drummer. He's on every album they've ever recorded. A few weeks ago, he had a heart procedure that was deemed successful. And they uh, Wait, they uh, we don't know. Well, that. apparently it might not have been, but uh, what I'm reading doesn't tell me how he died. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they announced that they would replace him on this tour. Oh. I, you know, I'm I'm old school. Uh, I understand their need to be in public, but if they had any class, I think they should save the hell with it. We're done. We're done. And this was postponed from last summer, correct? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, is the only other dead Rolling Stone Brian Jones? Yep. Uh, Yeah, Wyman's still alive. Yep. Uh, So, Hmm. they're all there. Well. 
They wanted him back fighting fit for the band's 60th anniversary celebration in 2022 when they will release their first album of original songs in 17 years. I'm afraid Reavers nailed it. Uh, They'll go out on tour now and justify it by saying we're doing it for old Charlie. I don't know. That was John. John said that. John said that. I'm sorry. That rubs me the wrong way. I I know I'm... It's it's a first world problem, but uh, he passed away peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. Charlie was a cherished husband, father, and grandfather, and also member, uh, and also as a member of the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest drummers of his generation. Yeah, that's tough, man. I, I like Charlie. He was eighty. Yeah, Such, I wonder how rabid fans of the Rolling Stones feel about them touring, like a guy that's probably seen them over a hundred times around the world. How would he feel about them going out on the road without Charlie? Uh, Why don't I text my kid? (laughs) Because that's who you just described. Yeah, that's that's who I'm referring to. Yeah, and he's already texted me that he's feeling a bit sad about this. And uh, I said, so so do I. 60th anniversary next summer. Wow. With that same person, though, maybe you've been just as upset when Wyman quit. But he didn't die. No, he didn't die, but he didn't tour. I mean, he stopped touring with them. Joe can't so... multitask. Uh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe is busy with the task at hand. <laughs> so that leaves Mick and Keith and Ronnie. Is Ronnie Wood still playing with them? Yeah, he is, yes. But he's not original. He followed uh, Mick Taylor, who followed Brian Jones. Yeah. But Ronnie's been with him since, what, the 70s? 70s, yep. Mm -hmm. Keith's going to outlive everybody, isn't he? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) It's crushing in a way. Uh, I think he's he's a strange dude. He had an elegant car collection, and he didn't have a driver's license. He liked to go out there and sit and look at the dashboards. He was a very interesting guy. He, During their most hedonistic years, he was as straight as an arrow. Well. Then they all cleaned up, and he became a heroin addict. <laughs> and then he cleaned up. He's just a contrarian, maybe. Just an iconoclastic <laughs> character. Just a great character. And he was also one hell of a drummer. Like, Ringo was the perfect drummer for the Beatles. I think Charlie Watts was just the perfect drummer for the Stones. Wow. He was live, man. He was just a machine. I oh, mean, yeah. just wonderful. And then uh, as technology has improved and you could follow each player on stage during a concert, you know, you could go to the Charlie cam. Sure. And he'd get done with a song and you could hear him go, whew. <laughs> it was a workout. <laughs> it's a workout. <laughs> and uh, he was asked once, why do you keep using these same drums? He says, because they're old. He just thought he was getting the right sound out of those drums. Let me ask you, musical nuts, a question. Yeah. Because I was watching the that Prince video that we were sent with uh, John. Help me, uh, Hollywood. Um, uh, Hollywood swinging. And, thank you, uh, thank you. And funk, play that funky music. It's boy. it's fantastic. And I don't know who the guy that was drumming for Prince that night was. What is it that makes a drummer so spectacular was for it their Michael Bland? It might have been bland. Okay. Might have been bland. Man, was he good. But what what is it? What what defines a good drummer? Timekeeping. Timing. You, you can't have guys rushing and yeah. and slowing down and they keep they're the timekeeper. Okay. And most drummers are in a constant eye contact with a bassist. Mm-hmm. Not Richards 
and Watts were in constant eye contact. Okay. So he he played off the lead. He played off the guitar player. Wow. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That uh, generation's getting older. Mm-hmm. A lot of rock stars gonna be falling. Well, John, you know we're yeah. <laughs> We're not getting any younger. <laughs> uh, I'm watching that Prince thing without sound. No, that's not Michael. Unless Michael lost Well, somebody sent me that. I never got it. Oh, I thought I sent it to you. Oh, I'd love to see that. It's really cool. We were talking about the Mavericks yesterday. And uh, yeah. Craig Johnson writes me the Mavericks rock, and they have played the fair several times. Well, there you go. Several times. Uh, speaking of the fair, we'll be there. You know, people keep emailing me, when are you going to be at the fair and where? Well, that suggests to me that if, if you're emailing me, you presumably listen to the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there every weekday with the exception of the Wednesday of the fair and Labor Day mm-hmm. and no weekends. Nope. So we're there this Thursday and Friday, and we're going to be at the Knack Hardware and Lounge, which you knew as the old radio location. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, start recording every day around noon. Mm-hmm. And we'll be done when we're done. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Well, then there will be other shows. Johnny and Kenny are set to debut tomorrow with no, Dawn. No, Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, yeah. Thursday. Uh, along. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think it's just going to be Dawn's show um, because she's Dawn is the type of producer that likes to prep. Uh, and I, I don't. Prep? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and One of those weirdos worried. in our business that likes to prep. She's worried about my. Uh, she's worried about my lackadaisical approach to these two fair shows. Uh, well. so, so, so I think it's going to be uh, the Dawn show, maybe. <laughs> so it's basically you're going to take the approach that Fratelloni and I did for the beer show all those years at the fair. Nah, we'll see what happens. We're going to be that brought is. to you Thursday by Lulu's yeah. Public House so. and on Friday by Spiral Light Candles. And in the Merchandise Center, we'll be selling uh, two versions of the GL uh, window clings, the GL logo and the GL University. Uh, they're five bucks each. Dennis Kirk is sponsoring that. But get this: all net proceeds from the sale of the clings will be donated to the Minnesota Military Appreciation Fund. If we sell out all five thousand clings, GL will make a donation of over twenty thousand dollars to the Minnesota cool. Military Appreciation Fund. That's very cool. And EcoFund Motorsports will uh, be offering a seventeen hundred dollar Bintelli e-bike giveaway that you can register for. Nice. You can do it at the fair with a mystery way uh, you scan your qr code on the sign next to the bike whatever the hell that means <laughs> and then people can register at the gl merchandise booth or you can register online at garagelogic.com those window cleans I are going to go fast too by the way i got to get mine the first day yeah. over there i do know one thing chris uh we're going to be putting um sush uh, on the spot nice. under the clay lights and he's not going to have control um, so he won't be able to interrupt us and, and do whatever he thinks needs to be done. Nice. He's just going to have to sit there and take it for an hour. No, I'm going to take you good. by the hand and guide you through your own show. <laughs> see, no, no. You're, you, see, that's that's what you're going to try to do, and I'm not going to let you, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Do okay. we know, by the way, are our regular stops, Johnny, are they all still going to be open? Because I know you announced yesterday that a few places were not going to be open. Or was that Rookie that said that yesterday? Regular stops at the fair? Well, you know, like, is Andy's going to be open after the show? Oh, I'm sure all those places are. There's 150 vendors, but I don't think 
uh, the ones that we uh, frequent you know, shop shop at. Well, the <laughs> state fair uh, is losing 150 vendors. Isn't that a significant number? I think that so. That's a lot. I, yes. Yeah. COVID concerns and staffing shortages prompt the changes. Uh, Low Cut Connie uh, gave their official speech, and they they are very disappointed that the fair does not have guidelines. They wanted masking and they wanted proof of vaccine. Well, okay. But here's the real problem. How can it be the state fair without the Hamlin United Methodist Church yeah. dining hall? Man. I'm being very well, serious. I, yeah, I know. This is how they put coal in their furnace all winter. Mm-hmm. This is the deal they go. Okay, but what what I mean is how can you have the fair? The fair is still a magnificent uh, eating extravaganza, mm-hmm. but it's losing the various touch points that always identified it. You know, Machinery Hill is a shadow of its former self, and there's no more uh, motorcycle races in a barrel, and there's no more freak shows, and there, you know, and and uh, and this Hamlin, that that had to be a touchstone for people of that parish. You know, what happened? They're afraid of the COVID. They're going to close the indoors, and they'll sell ice cream out a window. That's oh. it. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! They're uh, they're doing this out of an abundance of caution. It's the oldest dining concession stand at the state fair. Hmm. I think it's 124 years. So a question wow. then, because that's a pretty big building. <clears throat> yeah. Is it just going to sit unoccupied? The hall is in its 124th year. Wow. It's one of only two church dining halls still in operation. It's uh, also traditionally been a place for weary fairgoers to take a load off for a little while and get a hot meal. Uh, and it just, they've always shared their proceeds with charitable organizations. Uh, what's the other church? Help me. Salem. I think it's Salem Lutheran. Uh, they also have a dining hall. But uh, the Hamlin Dining Hall has been there the longest of any eating place on the fairgrounds. Yeah, there's nothing like a nice hot meal on an August 90-degree day. You know, you were complaining about the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press website. It's called TwinCities.com. Yeah, it's... Uh, well... It could use a little... Why Why would... When you print a story from the Pioneer Press, why would they block out certain bits of type that you can no longer read? It, that's not very helpful, is it? No. It's not very helpful. Well, I think part of it, too, might be um, operator error in your case, because what Joe likes to do is reuse paper that's been printed no, on. No, I didn't. I didn't. I can see it on the back. No, but not enough to have caused the problem. <laughs> okay. Not enough to I have caused the problem. I thought maybe that's what was the I'm issue. I'm saving Hubbard Broadcasting some money. Yes, you are. John, will you do me a favor and verify sure. that the other di- church dining hall, uh, I think it's mentioned in this story, but I, I blew it on the printing, is the Salem Church, and I... I will check for I you, yes. think that they might also be closing. Wow. I actually yeah. have that story open that you just read, so if it's in there, I should be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the story that appeared in the... Uh, paper this morning but when i trimmed it out of the paper i ripped half of it so. do you have a, a prediction hmm. as far as crowds do you think i think i don't think it's going to be as heavily attended as we initially thought the state the state for in general judging by letters to the editor of both uh, papers in the twin cities there are a lot of people saying i'm i'm a no for the fair I'm yeah a no. i'm yeah. seeing that yeah. too yeah on social media as well it's, it's a concern of both covid and crime if we came in 
been years now since we came in through the entrance where the uh, shuttle driver could get us right up to the oh, back of the grandstand. The good old days. And they kind of walk downhill. I could tell you then whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day at the saw, fair. Yeah, you saw the I had a, I had a horizon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. The way we come in now, I don't. I have no ability to tell because mm-hmm. we're just in the mix of people. Salem Lutheran Church Dining Hall, yep. uh, and this year the indoor dining room will be closed oh. to the public. Boy. There will be some limited seating outside, so customers can enjoy meals. Mm-hmm. So they will be serving meals, but you cannot eat them in there. They'll have the Swedish egg coffee, cinnamon rolls, breakfast sandwiches, French toast. But again, you can't go in and eat them. So you, you have, have to, to take and go is what you have to do. You have but to it, take and go. But at Hamlin, you could go in and get the Sunday meal. You could get roast beef, mashed potatoes, and gravy, the whole deal. Right. You didn't have to eat a Prano pup. No. Mm-hmm. You could get Say the Grace, sit down, Say well, Grace, and have one hell of a farm meal. There, uh, Salem will have their full dinner menu also. So you'll be able still be able to get that. You just can't eat it inside. They have burgers, split pea soup, homemade chili, and Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. So. so you have to eat but your you supper eat on a park outdoors. bench. So you have exactly. To do. Yeah. Um, hey, wait up. Yes, Kenny. Are we going to come clean with the GLers about the uh, text that Matthew sent uh, all of us yesterday afternoon, late in the day? Wait a minute. What? Well, I, I still am, have mine. I, I, I already deleted it. mine. Didn't send it to me. Uh, <laughs> it, it caused me a little concern. He said Height will do a news segment every show, correct? And uh, what that tells me is he's got nobody lined up. No, he said more than that, Joe. Well, that's all I got. About, oh. Oh, it's right here. Performances will be much harder this year. Susan, who rookie books a lot of these guests Mm -hmm. through, just informed me that many want to remain in their bubble. Not sure what to uh, expect for responses this year, which does make me nervous. I had a feeling that that was going to happen. Well, and that might not necessarily be his fault. No, absolutely not rookie's fault. No. But you know what? That doesn't worry me. Uh, That would worry me on a radio show for, for some reason. But we're doing a podcast. We can do anything we want. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I, I plan on preparing a normal podcast show. I know. And then well, if a guest stops by, great. You know we can't be bitching about taxes and no, I know. fry and the city council no, and all that. No, no, I got it. You know, we've got to be lighting our hair on fire and pulling each other's fingers and yeah. goofing <laughs> off and having fun. Well, we will. So we will. six shows, right? Six shows. Six days of married Forever. Oh, boy. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Jason on his show plays a pretty fun game that I think Such will fail at miserably. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. That I, I think we're going to have to have Such play this game for Uh-oh. us on Thursday. Well, spring it on mm-hmm. me Thursday. Yeah. 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 Say, with the rest of your summer, you've got the fair, mm-hmm. and you've still got time to get the Giants rich. There you go. To a home to the quarry and the legend, two of the greatest public golf courses in the country. Are you still quitting or did you unquit? No, I quit. Okay. I'll probably start again, but <laughs> gotcha. I quit. Uh, right now, I'm officially quit. Gotcha. Uh, but there's time up at Giants Ridge to take advantage of that 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry on the same day with lunch on them in between rounds for one incredible rate. And uh, Compare these two more famous uh, public courses nationally this is incredible 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and 175 dollars plus tax on weekends and then you'll you can get grab a meal at the wakuda grill but as i've told you uh, especially with some summertime left this is a great family destination there's uh, hiking biking water recreation the newest and largest lift served mountain bike park in the midwest just fantastic scenery it's beautiful 
view 3D course flyovers of The Legend in the Quarry at GiantsRidge.com or learn more and book tea times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling 218-865-8030. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Oh, it's a Hammond B12, isn't it, John? I, I yeah, B12 or B3? I would, B3. I would go with three. B9, B14. Bingo. Yeah, that's if, I, got a, I got a bingo. If you've got an organ in your... Uh, never mind. Excuse uh, me? Uh, yeah. Log on to dkmags.com for home and self-defense items. Better yet, just stop in and visit DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton. You never know what they've got sitting in that counter when you walk in. you got to see it with your own eyes. GLers love this joint. Best little gun shop in town. And then their sister store, Monticello Pawn and Gun, they offer everything in the way of firearms uh, and accessories, but they also have other goodies that you find at pawn shops. So much to see and do up there. If you're a hunter, a sports shooter, you need anything at all for home or self-defense. If you carry, you're going to carry a uh, DK Mags, Monticello, and Pawn and Gun. They're the best source in the metro for everything you need. I know a guy that's three hours out of town. He called down to DK Mags, who was having a hard time finding a firearm. They said, yeah, we actually have one here. He hung up, got in his truck, drove down there. Three hours later, he had that firearm. These guys are the best. DKMags.com. It's being reported to me by a very reliable source. For people in St. Paul who often may wonder where their mayor is, he has been seen. Oh, good. Mayor Carter was at the Capitol yesterday to greet people opposed to the Line 3, who are getting ready for three days of protests. He's not in City Hall, he's not visible where there are shootings, but he can be there to support people protesting a project that is more than 80% complete. Uh, He's not unique in that regard. I think most major American cities are held captive to the salon and the thinking in the Mm -hmm. salon. All Enbridge is trying to do is build a technologically efficient, modern, new pipeline, and they're proceeding apace, and it's 80% done, and it needs to be done, and it shall be. But he, of course, would lend his support to the people who are terrified of internal combustion Mm -hmm. and believe it to be uh, the ruining of the earth. Uh, I just read that uh, scientists are now studying leaves from ginkgo trees because apparently they've survived in a fossilized state. And uh, 
they can uh, learn from the ginkgo trees what the climate was like in the age of uh, oh Tyrannosaurus Tyrannosaurus uh, what's those what are those dinosaurs names Thank you W Ty- Tyrannosaurus Ty- Tyrannosaurus Tyrannosaurus Rex, Rex. <laughs> big fellas short arms and short arms real yeah. hot hot weather then and, and and then it got colder. Well, that means the mayor then probably didn't go to the uh, light rail station near the state capitol building Monday where two people were stabbed. Uh, that's, you know, 7 p.m. Oh, it's, so it's uh, nice and light out. Crime is no longer a 2 a.m. problem. No, it is not, no. Joe. Metro Transit Police say officers were called to the Capitol Rice Street station in St. Paul just before 7 p.m. Uh, on a report of a fight. And officers arrived to find one stabbing victim while another victim was later found at the nearby White Castle. Police say a suspect is in custody and both victims are expected to survive. But hey, the fare is reduced to what, a buck? Yeah. Take your chances. That's cheap transportation. (laughs) That is cheap transportation. Is that their new marketing slogan? Take your chances. chances. Do what Royce does on an airplane. Just go. Willing to risk it. I'm willing to take a bet. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and I was talking about the abandoned uh, uh, golf course, Hillcrest. Yes. And uh, I got a note from uh, uh, Brian who writes, Joe, catching up Monday on your Friday show. Last was I, Did we talk about Hillcrest last Friday? I guess we did. Friday, yes. I thought it was yesterday. Joe, catching up on Monday on your Friday show. Last summer I explored an abandoned 18-hole course up at Izadis. It was surreal running the cart path. What struck me was the greens were brown, but basically had not weeds. Maybe proof of the pesticides used. By the fourth hole, the earth had reclaimed the entire cart path, and hence my run was over. Also, Kenny is correct for once. I just spent the weekend clearing (laughs) trails at my buddy's 300-acre northwest Wisconsin deer hunting land. He bought the land about 15 years ago from a logging company who had clear-cut it. It's amazing how fast the forest regenerated pushing back in Shoreview just west of the Highway of Love, Highway 61. And uh, the chief writes the following. Good day, Mayor. I'm not as qualified as other deep thinkers that have a dedicated stool at the NAC Hardware and Lounge, but here's my amateur link between the speech given uh, at the school board meeting and your comments that Afghans who emigrate here becoming part of the community. He's referring to uh, Derek Fillmore's speech to the Boulder, Colorado school board that we played Last week, in paraphrasing Derek Fillmore's brilliant speech, every generation since his ancestors were freed was afforded an opportunity at freedom and liberty, possibly to achieve the stereotypical American dream of owning a home and growing a family. That American dream has been ignorantly vilified as white privilege by the woke people. What has further been demonized are the standards required to achieve that American dream. The bare minimum, including a basic education and obeying the law. It's blatantly obvious that by meeting those standards, along with uh, some hard work, Derek has succeeded financially, mentally, professionally, and socially in America. Switching gears, let's apply this thought pattern to your comments on Afghans becoming part of the community. Pretending we're a radical liberal. Any refugees who come here would have their own culture. So in in an imprudent attempt to create diversity and force inclusivity, we dare not ask them to obey our racist laws and get an education founded in whiteness. 
Any wonder why they're not going to be watching the third inning at Target Field wearing a Twins hat, slopping more mustard on their second pork hot dog as Walls envisions? Because regardless of them willing to risk death to get here, we'll continually, we will tell them that this place is not good and this country is against them, eventually impacting their perception of America, however inaccurately. However, like in Derek's case, if we tell them the cost of having liberty and freedom in America is bearing the personal responsibility to adhere to our basic standards, don't you think they'd sign up in an instant? Hell, I know one who would gladly shovel the ice between periods at the X with a wild sweatshirt on to get here. What's coming up on the ride, Chief? P.S. In my opinion, Kenny accidentally had a good point. Oh, God. Boy, people are on you today, huh, Kenny? Wow. In my opinion, uh, well, this is the guy you totally ignored, Kenny, and so did I. So I know, Chief. I know his real name, yeah, too. Yeah. And his he doesn't last want name. that used, yeah. yeah in my well, opinion. We'll see. <laughs> well, you do that on your show. Yeah, you mess, you yeah. mess with the Chief on your own, pal. In my opinion, Kenny accidentally had a good point, and I don't think it's racist at all to have a standard language and provide immigrants the opportunity to learn it. Also, the American dream is not American at all, it's been around since the beginning of time. It's human nature to want freedom and liberty. Uh, the chief has helped me clarify something because I, I clumsily I clumsily referred to uh, the excitement of Walls and Peggy Flanagan on welcoming Afghani refugees here. And I do not for a moment think they don't deserve respite and safe harbor. That's that, that was not the point I was trying to make. Not at all. The point, and, but the chief nailed it. They will, if, if they do not choose to assimilate, they will be accommodated in that choosing. They won't be asked oh. to assimilate. They will be accommodated. They, they will be told that, yeah, your culture's better because this is a white culture. And so what you got oh. going is a lot better. Yeah. And, and this you country's know? been yeah. unfair to people. And, and uh, these laws are racist. And it all comes from a flawed founding of the country. In the meantime, in the meantime, why would you enjoy it here then? Yeah. What's the whole point of getting here in the first place? Exactly. Boy, we, we've certainly seen that with religion, haven't we? Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, did you see where a guy got uh, jail time for burning a uh, BLM flag? Okay, I don't condone that. I don't personally burn any flags representing anything. But we often hear that burning an American flag is a First Amendment right. I'm going to play whataboutism. Well, then why isn't burning a Black Lives Matter flag a First Amendment right? I don't condone it. But I would not personally do that myself. Well, it's the two sets of rules that are, are driving everybody crazy. And it's not it's it's across all uh political lines. Yeah. He, and he was there was more to it than that. He actually took the flag. Mm-hmm. So he was charged with two crimes. Stealing the flag. Okay. Which is what he ended up with five months for. Okay. I got you. From the uh, church. I got you. Well, you saw the latest out of the state of Mississippi yesterday, did you not? Oh, you're going to jail for five years if you, uh, what, if you... If you violate isolation COVID protocols. Right. We just need two weeks to slow the spread. Wait, where? Where, Chris? Mississippi, Kenny, right here in the good old U.S. of A. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mississippi to punish those who violate isolation after positive COVID-19 tests with up to five years in prison. Can you share the conversation you had with a person you know who's in the healthcare industry about uh, no, ICU? No, here's why I can't. Oh, um, because I think a lot of people are going to know who that is. Oh, all right. Just, just in how I guess the, the gist of it is, some some 
of the ICU numbers are a, a, a bit misleading. They're skewed a bit? A bit. Because aren't well, ICU rooms always full of somebody? Well, they're normal. I guess we are going to go down this road. Um, <laughs> ICU beds in general, and it, it, again, not every hospital is the same. So let me be very clear about that. Right. But ICU beds are, are usually in use. And so the, the entire notion of they're almost at capacity, well, that can happen even when it's not a pandemic. Right. That, I think that's the only point we needed to make. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm at the abortion level w- with the, the COVID thing, where uh, when people start talking about it, I stop listening. No, I know. And it's, I just it's, politely uh, nod. I, I, let's, go to, let's go to Twitter, for uh, front page of Twitter here on my feed, what's happening, the trending thing. Uh, experts say masks are safe and effective in preventing the spread of COVID-19. And then I could scroll on and find exactly the opposite. And it's like that for every little thing regarding COVID. Every aspect of this, there's two points of view, and they're both being crammed down our throats. And I'm so sick of it. And the latest from Dr. Fauci is that this won't be under control until the spring of 2022. Which is exactly what he said a year ago. And uh, why doesn't he just come out and say what we all know is the truth? It's it's going to be part of Earth. It's never going to be over. It's not going anywhere. It's like any other illness. It's not going to go anywhere. It's, you're going you, to... Could you ever imagine a time when you could declare that the flu is done? No. Right. It's been around for a long time. Can you ever... I wish we could get to a point where the common cold will never strike again. Well, no. It's always going to be around. You sound a little stuffed up yourself today. I can't smell... <laughs> Whoa. And I, I'm, 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 I'm vaccinated. I'm not. I'm not going to uh, leap to the conclusion. Are you a super some, spreader? I don't think I'm a super spreader. I don't want to leap to the conclusion that I've got some form of uh, the COVID. It's a good announcement to make right before we head out to the come on down. Fair. <laughs> well, the test will be if I can't smell at the fair, I'm in trouble. Is <laughs> that fair is full of smells? Right. You know what it I'm is. saying? <laughs> I, I you is. got your smells at the fair. <laughs> we ain't going to smell it with this wind. Not this time. <laughs> not what the a, hell were you talking a chance about? in hell. What were you, I think you were talking to Dave. Dave yeah, Dave probably. Dahl. Probably. We ain't going to smell it with this wind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you see the interesting piece in the uh, Star Tribune opinion page today by Matt Makowiak, who is a founder of Save Austin, he said, "Our city, yeah. defu- Austin, Texas, our city defunded its police. Don't make the same mistake." Can we get to that in a moment, please? Okay. First, the, the uh, thing I'll, is, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, let's uh, let's debate it when you can, when you're yeah. ready. Uh, Red Savoy is back with us, and so are pull tabs. They had to jump through a lot of hoops with the state just to just to have their fun pull tabs. But you buy a pizza at any of the 16 Red Savoy locations. And there'll be a pull tab inserted into the box. You open that baby up, and you can uh, win stuff. You can win uh, free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, cookies, pop, as well as money off your next purchase. But you can even win the grand prize. Free pizza for a year. Pizza and pull tabs. That's as soda style as it gets with the Minnesota's greatest pizza, Red Savoy. And uh, in conjunction with the Red support of the Minnesota Gophers, uh, GLers, you can visit SavoyPizza.com and use code word ELITE, that's one word, E-L-I-T-E, to get 5 bucks off any order of $30 or more, and that offer is available only through the Red Savoy app 
or website. But have fun with these pool tips. There the state go. made them go through all kinds of rigmarole, and they're just fun. You get a pizza or a wing or something. There you, know? you go. Did I say wings? They don't do wings. Yeah, do they, they do. Yeah, they do wings, yeah, they salads, do. the whole deal. It's a buffet is what the damn place is. It's a buffet. That's right. But it's the best pizza around. Go double sausage like the Rook, mm -hmm. and then he won't have to tell you you're doing it wrong. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this fall, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the possible best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience is working throughout Minnesota. It provides thousands of Canopy Group clients a peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit the Canopy Group dot com today this guy wears many hats just not indoors joe Suchere. hey glers we are very excited to welcome a new partner to the garage logic podcast it's saint paul's own Moseka hard surfaces well who are they i'm going to tell you they specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, and even your outdoor kitchen. Anywhere you dream up, they can get it done and done right and under budget. These guys are skilled neighbors that you never knew you had. You've probably already seen some of their work in commercial and hospitality spots around the metro. They work with the top commercial builders in the Twin Cities, and they were re recently chosen to work on the amazing Elite. On the River Point project, Joe, that you were talking about in Minneapolis. Oh, I know that project. The uh, new Ford development in St. Paul, and now they are offering their team's amazing craftsmanship to you. It's Mosaica Hard Services. It's owned by our good friends and the real GLers, Corey and Jay. There are a lot of people out there doing this, but I'm here to tell you that they are the best. They've been around for over 20 years, and they do things the GL way, meaning the right way. They use only the best materials, and they custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility. They also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. Give them a call today, 651-242-0894. You call Corey and tell him I sent you, or stop by and say hi and visit them online at mosaicahardsurfaces.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A. Tell them GL sent you. How do you spell Moseka? M. I just spelled it. I, I'm sorry. M O S A I C A. Yeah. I, was, I was looking at this. I was in their showroom, by the way. That's mm -hmm. some beautiful, beautiful stuff. Granite's nice stuff. Oh, man. Minneapolis voters will be offered a chance to amend their city charter on November 2nd to end the Minneapolis Police Department, creating a new Minneapolis Department of Public Safety instead. Most importantly, according to reports, the charter would no longer require funding a minimum number of officers in Minneapolis, which is at least 1.7 per 1,000 residents. Hmm. Important reforms have followed George Floyd's unconscionable killing in May 2020, including bans on chokeholds across the country and requirements that police render aid. 
But some activists have used Floyd's death to pursue a more radical agenda, which has fallen under the umbrella term, defund the police. Initially, that term was a rallying cry. Now it's been an extreme idea, with even national Democrats in Washington decrying its use. This is written by Matt Makowiak, and he is a co-founder of something called Save Austin Now. He's talking about Austin, Texas. But words are not the problem. The policy is the problem. As Minneapolis voters consider whether to vote yes or no on their charter amendment, perhaps my hometown, Austin, Texas, can serve as a cautionary tale. In August of 2020, our mayor and city council voted 11 to nothing to cut up to one-third of the police budget, $150 million out of a $450 million budget. They immediately cut $20 million and gave themselves the authority to move the rest of the $130 million to any program they wished. They've moved at least $65 million so far. While it is undeniable that some funding went to good purposes like domestic abuse prevention, the deeper consequences of this policy shift have been dramatic. Two years ago, our police department had 1,800 officers active. Today, we are under 1,600. One of the fastest growing major cities in the U.S., Austin's population is just under a million. According to our police department, 96% of scheduled shifts are no longer fully staffed. That's what you're going to see. This guy's trying to warn you. We are losing around 20 officers a month to to retirement and attrition, and we will not have another graduate cadet class until next spring. Currently, we have the same number of officers Austin had in 2008 when it was 45% as large a city as it is today. By the end of the year, we will approach the staffing levels of 1998 when Austin was 25% as large as it is today. Repeat wow. the, the 45% part again? Currently, we have the same number of officers Austin had in 2008 when it was 45% as large a city as it is today. Wow. In other words, Austin has almost doubled in size since 2008. Wow. By the end of this year, we will approach the staffing levels of 1998 when Austin was 25% as large. In other words, Austin is 75% bigger now than it was in 1998. The consequences of this staffing crisis, which has caused priority one 9-11 call response times to jump 20% since January, is a violent crime wave unlike anything Austin has ever seen. Last year, Austin set an all-time record with 48 homicides. We are currently at 52 homicides with four and a half months left in the year. Aggravated assault, Robbery, battery, stabbings, rapes, and arson are all up 20% year over year. Well, the, the more you preach the message that you don't want police or you don't believe in You're them, emboldening you the embolden the criminal. Yep. It began with an effort to reinstate the public campaign ban. Uh, oh, it began with an effort to reinstate the public camping ban, which was in place for 23 years and had a 93% voluntary compliance, uh, according to the Austin Police Association. On May 1st, we passed Proposition B with 58% of voters concluding that unregulated public camping was bad for residents and the homeless. For context, our homeless population roughly tripled in the two years that unregulated camping was in effect. Now, after collecting nearly 28,000 signed petitions in 55 days, Save Austin Now PAC has successfully put another ordinance on the November 2nd ballot. Our Make Austin Safe Ordinance ensures adequate police staffing, 
two officers per 1,000 residents, plus a minimum of 35% community engagement time for eligible officers. Doubles continuing police training from 40 hours annually to 80 and enacts other important police reforms. Every city is different. Austin and Minneapolis voters face different choices in November. Minneapolis will open the door to defund the police if its measure passes. Austin will become the first city to overturn defund the police if our ordinance wins approval. I believe Minneapolis can learn from Austin's experience and avoid the mistake we are now trying to correct. What do you say? I mean, I, I'm going to say that at the fair, this probably will not be a topic. The only thing <laughs> that the author is wrong about is the very last sentence. The very last sentence. He's 100% wrong about that. I believe Minneapolis can learn from Austin's experience and avoid the mistake we are now trying to correct. You could sit down with each and every one of the city council members. You could read this to them word for word. You could allow them to question this guy, question the Austin Police Department, question anything they want, and it would not change their mind. The what is happening elsewhere? Is yeah, I mean, Rook, I mean, what's your name? Reavers. Don't play that. God, it's what's like a migraine headache here in that nutcase. <laughs> What happens elsewhere and history, both ancient and recent history, does not matter to this group nope. of morons nope. that are running the city of Minneapolis. They somehow think, you know, it, Joe, it's like the people that believe in socialism. Well, Karl Marx said this, Engel said this, but it doesn't work. Yeah, but he said this, but it doesn't work. And you can give them examples of why it doesn't work. But it, it'll work here. Mm -hmm. they, they just don't get it, Such. I think there's something much deeper driving such activism as Yes for Minneapolis. And I believe that at the core of this effort is a belief in decriminalization of behavior. And that, why? Because it's a way to get back at what they're selling us. This was an oppressive country. Your rules were created oppressively. Therefore, we don't really need to follow them. Whoa. I'd have to refine that on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life, but well, it's, I think I'm on to something. I think you are, and I think Portland is a prime example. Yeah. You know, every piece I read about Portland, I tore out a piece, uh, I think it was from yesterday's Star Tribune, that was reprinted from the Washington Post. And you read this, and then you see and follow the footage of what goes on in Portland, and you wonder, why hasn't the President of the United States stepped in and tamped all of that BS down? Mm -hmm. Both the left and the right, the Antifa and the Proud Boys, whoever they're calling themselves, anti-fascist, all of them. Cut that BS off at the throat. Mm -hmm. Not, stop it. Make it stop. It's un-American. And it doesn't happen. Well, and it won't happen. You're, you're seeing, and it's proving the point you just made. You're seeing decriminalization efforts happen all over the country. Boston, San Francisco, here, no longer stopping for minor traffic offenses. Mm -hmm. And I believe what's driving that is that... Uh, when, when such a development happens, what you have done is lose to the idea that we are justified in uh, forcing these issues upon you because these laws were never written with uh, marginalized communities in consideration, which is tantamount to them saying, we approve of thievery. Okay. 
No, but, you don't really. You don't, because if it happens to you, you wouldn't approve of it. No, you'd be like Lisa Bender and hire right. private security. Right. But proof that it doesn't work is happening right this second on the north side of Minneapolis. Right. A marginalized community, and it is chaos and violence and a, and a gang war. It's an open gang war, open gang fair right It's now. open warfare on the street, <clears throat> yep. and it extends up into Brooklyn Park, and, then, and now it's drifting over into St. Paul where we're, you know, we just saw a shooting overnight there. And you still don't have a word, despite the uh, tremendous uh, reward offered, you still don't have a word on who harmed these three children this spring in Minneapolis. Nope. You know, yesterday we mentioned George Soros mm-hmm. and his ties to both Bank of Bank of America and also Yes for Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And we've all always wondered, well, what's what's in it for him? Why does he keep supporting organizations like this? He swoops in and buys up America and for pennies on the dollar. Okay, but also I don't know why he is. He's 110. What difference does it make to him? But is it in some way we've we've discussed his past? Is it in some way his traumatization as a kid being being a part of Nazi Germany? I don't know. I don't think he was German, was he? Well, he was Hungarian. Yeah. yeah. Right? Isn't I think he? so. Yeah. Well, think we're going to really learn a lot this November, aren't we? We're going to really <laughs> learn a lot about the future of Minneapolis and St. Paul. I'm, because if that passes in Minneapolis, it will embolden the same crowd to do it in St. Paul. St. Paul is a great police question, department. Though, what is it going to take to make these people... <clears throat> see what is really going on or do they already see what's going on and this is what they want well did you Kenny, this is did what you, they want did you read the piece i think it was in the star tribune from the the uh excuse me minneapolis uh, restaurant owner just basically begging you you guys we can't win here this is this is a failed experiment i think it was saturday or sunday it was over the weekend I and i i do believe the mayor has come to see that light and he's lost two vetoes yep so See, well, when we're at the fair. He, he's still, Joe, he's still at blame. He's the one that said bricks and mortar. He's the one that didn't, that, that yeah. pulled him out of there. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's still his fault. He's trying to claw back, though. I, I'm, he's still your best bet. I hate to say that, but he's your best bet. <laughs> Not in, What's her name? Uh, the gal that says we're just going to eliminate it all together. I, I forget her name and she, hope to never have to say it again. Yep. Yeah. Well, she said, can you believe I have to run against somebody who believes in the police? <laughs> Shazad, Muhammad, Ali, I don't know what the hell her name was. Say, Bentelli uh, e-bike will be at the fair. Uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake will have a Bentelli e-bike there that you can register to win. That doesn't prevent you from going to the store on the Highway of Love and Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake where you can see the uh, Bentelli e-bikes with five levels of electric assist and get a great fitting. Also, they have all the scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. Full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel, great service. Just really great people. They're going to expand, too, and open a brand new facility because it's our job to drive our clients crazy. But uh, it'll be fun to see this at the fair. It'll be right there at the NAC Hardware and Lounge every day when we're there. And you can register to win it, courtesy of EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. 
Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Kinetico and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Kinetico products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Tutu Bene. Say it with me. Tutu Bene. Tutu Bene. Tutu Bene. It's spelled Bene. It's spelled B-E-N-E. When I got these copy points from the coffee grounds, um, by the way, Eric and Julie, the owners of the coffee ground, they're so amazing. It's an amazing joint over in Eau Claire, home-cooked meals in the restaurant, a brewery, um, everything you can imagine. Of course, coffee, I'll get to that in a second. But it was T-O-T-O, like Toto, Bene, B-E-N-E. I actually had to call over the coffee grounds and ask them how to pronounce it because I'm so dumb. And then I have to spell it out phonetically. The point here with Tutu Bene, deep dish pizza. And it's this week, Thursday, the 26th, starting at 4.30. So if you're in the area, make plans to stop by and enjoy some of this wonderful deep dish uh, deep dish pizza from Tutu Bene, uh, the coffee grounds on Southtown Drive, north of 94 in, uh, in, in Eau Claire, on the World Wide Web at thecoffeegrounds.com. And that's what I wanted to focus on. Beans, 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 and more beans. The best beans available. Uh, Eric and Julie source them from locals around the world. They go get them themselves, roast them, and they serve up the best. And all you have to do is get on the Internet and order them up, and they're delivered right to your door. Thecoffeegrounds.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The Greenwood Fire in northern Minnesota grew substantially on Monday and forced fire crews to back away from the lines and send more residents away from their land and homes. Strong winds were fueling the fast-moving fire, now burning more than 10,000 acres in Superior National Forest. Fire officials grew increasingly concerned Monday afternoon when winds began pushing the fire east. The Lake County Sheriff's Office ordered additional evacuations, sending dozens of residents east toward Finland as the fire progressed. Brian Pissarro Incident commander told community members Monday night the fire burned so hot they had to pull crews away from the fire line. The fire activity also made it difficult to assess any damage to structures, according to Pesarek. Did you talk about the gun flint there? I was looking everything up in a map as you were talking. Uh, They've ordered everybody uh, to the end of the gun flint to uh, flee, run for their lives. Hmm. And Joe, I was going to tell you, Kathy, um, the words retweeted a tweet this morning of a security camera at somebody's home. I was just going to mention that, yeah. That captured the flames as and the fire as it rolled through their yard. Wow. And it is amazing and eerie and 
alarmingly fast. Yeah. Is any of this rain? Is any of this rain headed up to the Arrowhead? We had a beautiful rain here. Yeah. I and checked the it. radar, and there was nothing up there this morning, no. or headed that way. So. No. I'm looking it's now, bad. and there's a rain approaching Thunder Bay, meaning it has to go across the uh, Arrowhead, but it seems mm-hmm. to be falling apart. Hmm. So yeah. I can't really... Phone radar isn't the best in the world. No. <laughs> no. no. A man was arrested Monday night in connection with that fatal shooting of a 17-year-old in Brooklyn Park. The shooting happened last night, uh, last week, excuse me, outside the DeGiro African Market near Brookdale Drive North and Yates Avenue North. According to the Brooklyn Park Police Department, detectives obtained an arrest warrant for 19-year-old Marcus Aaron Thornton in connection with the investigation. According to the complaint, Thornton has been charged with second-degree murder with intent not premeditated. According to the complaint, a witness near the market at the time of the shooting last week saw the 17-year-old sitting inside his vehicle in the market's parking lot before the shooting. Surveillance video then showed Thornton outside the vehicle in which the 17-year-old was sitting. Thornton could be seen pulling something out of his waistband that appeared to be a gun. The video then showed the passenger window glass shattering and Thornton running away. Witness inside the market reported hearing six to seven gunshots at the time of the incident and said the 17-year-old was then seen slumped over the vehicle's steering wheel, according to the complaint. Uh, Thornton remains in custody at the Brooklyn Park Jail. The police department there says they are not seeking any other people in that investigation. The St. Paul Police Department has launched a homicide investigation after a man died from a shooting Monday night. According to police, it happened about 10.30. Officers responding to reports of shots fired in the area of Atwater and Albemarle Streets. When they arrived, the officers found a man lying on the ground suffering from an apparent gunshot wound. Officers rendered aid, called St. Paul fire medics who pronounced the victim dead. A short time later, authorities say they are still collecting evidence to figure out who may have been involved in that shooting. Uh, that fire this weekend in St. Paul, the uh, big one, being investigated now as an arson, according to the fire department. The Saturday night fire destroyed commercial buildings in the 1400 block of Selby Avenue off Aid Mill Road and near Hamlin Avenue, said Deputy Chief Roy Macoso. There were about four warehouses involved in the fire. The fire and police departments are investigating after video cameras around the area captured what Macoso called suspected arson-related activities. That's that photo that Kelsey sent oh, us. Oh, I too. saw that, yeah. It yeah. was the uh, next to the air freight, which, oddly enough, John, the air freight sponsored baseball team won the Class A tournament. Oh. Kelsey was letting us know about he, showed, he The aerial footage of that is unreal. It really, yeah. Uh, no injuries reported in the three-alarm fire. A total of 86 fire department personnel were used to get the fire under control. It took over 21 hours, including using heavy equipment to move piles of burning debris to completely extinguish that fire. The warehouses were registered with the city as vacant in 2019, and uh, they've done routine checks and monitoring according to the uh, city departments. There have been enforcement actions, including garbage dumping and some graffiti complaints, according to city records. In Waconia, an animal rights group is calling on authorities to more thoroughly investigate a spate of squirrel abuse incidents. No. Come on. Really? In defense, in defense of animals said it has received multiple reports of cruelty towards squirrels in the city, which is on the western edge of the Twin Cities. That includes squirrels live trapped and left in the enclosure to starve to death. <laughs> a nursing... Well, at least teach them how to swim. Gee whiz. Mm. A nursing Good mother. Lord. 
A nursing mother squirrel shot with a pellet gun, then hit with a shovel and left writhing in pain, according to the group. The latter incident prompted a resident to call authorities and request the animal be euthanized. That resident sounds like he's that, that resident sounds like they have a lot of time on their hands. I got nothing against a squirrel. You like a good squirrel? It's, it's, they're fine. Kenny, are there got, any reports of uh, squirrel abuse in Douglas County? I had a neighbor down there who uh, a squirrel, dead squirrel, showed up in his backyard. Don't don't ask me how. Okay? Sure. But that that the story. Oh. <laughs> In order to get rid of the dead squirrel, he called the city, and then he complained what? when the city didn't didn't show up to remove that dead squirrel that mysteriously appeared in his backyard. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, uh, I think I told you guys this. I have an albino squirrel. Well, we have fun. those, and we have uh, ebony squirrels. Hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. I don't have any ebony ones, but I do. And ivory. (laughs) We might as well live in Ely where I live. There's just nothing but wildlife. Hmm. Turkeys, foxes. Coyotes, fox. Armadillos. Bears, wolves. Armadillos, huh? Uh. Lions and tigers. (laughs) Oh, my. And Uh, it's bongo in the jungle. (laughs) And it's all. Jethro Tull, baby. Wow, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Carver County Sheriff's Office uh, did acknowledge uh, there has been a recent pattern uh, that it's received a large amount of social media comments. Is this still the squirrel story? It is on all their platforms about cruelty and abuse of squirrels in Waconia over the past few days. Such a story like this, we're going to flesh this out for about 15 minutes on news from the Krabby Coffee (laughs) Shop. That's where to do it then. We're going to break it down. I think John's got his lead for Thursday. The founder uh, of a uh, and to answer your question, uh, Chris, uh, in Douglas County, we don't call them squirrels. They're called trespassers, ah. and they're dealt with accordingly. <laughs> well, they don't hurt anything. The founder of a militia group who was convicted of bombing that uh, Bloomington, Minnesota mosque in 2017 mm-hmm. now wants to be legally recognized as a transgender woman. Oh, as her public defender asks a federal judge to grant the minimum sentence on the grounds that gender dysphoria and online anti-Muslim content fueled an inner conflict conflict leading up to to the attack, according to court documents. Federal grand jury, you probably remember this, back in December returned guilty verdicts for 50-year-old Michael Harry for his role in the bombing of Dar al-Farouk Islamic Center in Bloomington in August of 2017. Well, uh, Michael Harry now identifies as Emily Claire Hari, oh. federal Minnesota assistant public defender Shannon Elkins said in a recent filing asking District Judge Donovan Frank to give her client no more than 30 years in prison, mandatory amount for Harry's conviction instead of the life sentence sought by prosecutors. The uh, Elkins wrote, she strongly desired making a full transition but knew she'd be ostracized from everyone and everything she knew. Why are people at the mosque at fault for this? Uh, in arguing for the life sentences, prosecutors said in court documents also obtained by the uh, Star Tribune that Hari's bomb was an act of terror intended to destroy the heart of a community. <laughs> January 24th, Now he's going to have a complex. Bomb. I am. You know. Harry's bomb. Am I doing oh, it again? Yeah. Was I? Yeah. Okay. Slip right back into your old evil, wicked ways. Right. On January 24th, 2019, two men who were with Hari pleaded guilty to their roles in the 
bombing. Does this what, mean the this, taxpayer has to pay for this screwball sex change? I, I think so, oh, huh, right? I, I'm assuming. Oh, careful. Do you believe it? Do you believe the, or do you think this is uh, just a, a new, fresh avenue of defense that we haven't seen before? I think it's a ploy. Um, ploy. Because what this really, this story, what it really needs is the accompanying photo. And if you'll look at your monitor, Joe, look at look at your TV monitor right now. TV? See me? Yeah. See me? Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. That's what the guy looked like. <laughs> Big, but, but he, giant gray beard. He does look different now. There yeah, was a picture in the in the paper. Yeah, he's so what he looks sh- like, Rosemary Clooney or well, uh, Roseanne Barr. Sh- clean shaven. Uh, and he, uh, he wears his hair back in a ponytail. So, All right. There. There you go. Hey, John, um, we have a yes, uh, bit of a breaking Mr. news Reavers. item on this podcast that I think should be addressed during the uh, the news Uh-oh. the news segment. Are you ready? What yeah. Do you, what do you got? You know how we all, we often will head over to Seattle, Washington, because uh, there's a lot of problems that are going on I'll right see. now in that city. But they're getting yeah, to the core. They're getting to the crux of everything that ails them in Seattle, Washington. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> a 15-year-old girl was allegedly forced to wear an ankle tracking monitor for volleyball practice at Eatonville High School outside of Seattle and Washington State as a condition of participating in team sports. Why? They're forcing unvaccinated student-athletes to wear ankle monitors. For what purpose? Social distancing and uh, what was not, the other not, reason? Not, not in this country, right? But not in this country. This yeah. isn't Washington in the United States, is it? Seattle, Washington. Joe. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, more more uh, Eatonville High School outside of Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ma- uh, to darn. maintain social distance guidelines, and it also provides real-time insight into whether these guidelines are being observed. We just so, need two weeks to slow the spread. How would that help them? Well, I don't Okay, whatever. How would that help them know? I don't know, John. Yeah. But it's not. This is this is so it's far away strange. from becoming. We're just trying to keep everybody safe. This yeah, is about government strange. freaking control, and I'm done with it. I'm so sick of this crap. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Reavers? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's like your opinion. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on and go sit at a bar somewhere. That's what I'm gonna do. The director of the CIA met with the Taliban's top political leader in Kabul, an official said Tuesday, as more reports emerged of abusive in areas, abuses in areas held by the fighters, fueling concerns about Afghanistan's future and the fate of those racing to leave the country before the looming U.S. withdrawal. Uh, details of William Burns' discussion with Abdul Ghani Baradar on Monday were not released. The meeting, though, does represent an extraordinary moment for CIA that for two te- decades has targeted the Taliban in paramilitary operations. Uh, also, I can add to this story because uh, it just happened in the last hour or so. The president says uh, he will not extend the August 31st deadline for getting people out of Afghanistan. So, uh, yeah. Wait a there minute. Didn't I see yes. a headline in today's paper about world leaders? Uh, yeah, they're chess all, they would all like him. Them? Yes, yeah. they would all like him to extend it. He announced this morning he would so not. So basically he caved to the request of the Taliban. That's what you're saying. That, that's exactly, I believe. I think you've put it in a nutshell there, Mr. Reavers. My, How can that be? My God How in can heaven. that be? That It's reasonable so, to suspect that what he's saying is uh, the Taliban wants me out of there August 31st. Yeah. So therefore, we so, will be. So if everybody's not out of there, it's one week from today. Right. We're just going to leave Americans there. And we're this leave gutless Afghanis. Well, you got to get us. everybody out. You have to, but he says he will not extend the deadline. So are you? Wow. And I, I have not read an in-depth story about that. I just saw 
the headline that said how shameful wow that could change that'll change if they're not out he he knows that has to change well but at least he doesn't tweet mean stuff no the uh, no yeah wow oh don't don't get me started john how is this defendable please it's not defendable okay not at all i'm just saying it'll be defendable than mean tweets it'll be defendable if it works god it's not gonna work you know, I'm tempted to top the sh- stop the show right now, Reavers, and lecture you. Additionally, the monitors will also provide <laughs> passive collection of worker interactions for contact tracing should an oh, individual <laughs> test positive. Oh, Reavers, I still want to know how that's going to work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm running hot He's right now, upraged. John. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get. I didn't mean to get mad at you. <laughs> I didn't know you were mad at me. I'm not sorry. mad at you. Uh, meanwhile, all of this is not helping uh, uh, Biden in terms of polling. Mm-hmm. In a new USA Today Suffolk University poll, three of four predict the Taliban-led country will once again become a haven for terrorists. For President Biden, the cost of the war's chaotic end has been steep. His overall job approval rating now at 41 percent approval versus 55 who disapprove. That's a big drop in the closely watched barometer of political health. He held, has held the backing of 87% of Democrats, only 32% of independents now say he's doing a good job. This poll was taken Thursday through Monday uh, when the headlines were all about Afghanistan. Half approve of his handling of the pandemic, 39% of his handling of the economy, 26% of his handling of the Afghan withdrawal. The decision to pull out troops was backed by most Americans, 53% to 38%, but almost two-thirds, 62%, disapproved of the way the administration has handled that withdrawal. John, John, can you yes. go back to the very uh-huh. beginning of the story yeah. and um, uh, reiterate for me, this, our CIA director met with who and where? The head of the Taliban. He, he, the head of the Taliban, the fellow that we assume is going to be the president. And where did he meet him at? Uh, that was not disclosed. No details of the discussion uh, or where it was held at. Huh. Baradon was the fellow he met with. Couldn't we have taken a page from the um, Godfather and uh, equipped Ooh. Michael Corleone with a gun, maybe <laughs> taped behind a toilet, mm-hmm. and he could have just popped him a few times in the head? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, come on, man. Leave the gun. Take the yeah, cannoli. Yeah, just what? Yeah, right. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Yeah. Uh, Henry, uh, well, you talked about this earlier, Joe. Henry Adarik Tario, national leader of the Proud Boys, uh, was sentenced Monday to five months in jail for two crimes, including setting fire to a stolen Black Lives Matter banner during a demonstration in Washington after the election of Donald Trump. After the election defeat, excuse me, of President Donald Trump, noting that the Constitution protects the right to protest, D.C. Superior Court Judge Harold Cushenberry said Taro's, uh, Tario's conduct in the December 12th demonstration vindicated none of these democratic values. His actions, the judge said, instead betrayed them. The banner was stolen from Asbury United Methodist Church, a historic black church at 11th and K Streets, as far-right protesters marched in Washington in support of Trump's efforts to delegitimize President Biden's election victory. Tario pleaded guilty last month to burning the banner and to a charge of attempted possession of a high-capacity ammunition magazine. Uh, Tario said, appearing in court via video, that day I made a grave mistake, a very bad mistake. I'd like to profusely apologize for my actions. It was what he said before Cushenberry sentenced him to 155 days in jail. An Iowa man charged with taking part in the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol has asked a judge not to send him back to jail, 
even though he was caught violating the terms of his pretrial release by accessing, uh, accessing the Internet. Douglas Jensen's lawyer, Christopher Davis, wrote in a court filing Sunday that Jensen concedes, yeah, he violated the terms of his release by uh, going to a video sharing website that featured misinformation about COVID-19 vaccinations and the 2020 presidential election. In releasing Jensen, Kelly had clearly told him he could be returned to jail if he accessed the Internet. 41-year-old Jensen faces charges including civil disorder, assaulting, resisting, or impeding law enforcement officers. Uh, Davis said Jensen has a mental health evaluation scheduled for Friday. His urge to access the Internet likely will be a topic of discussion. So he knows he's going to get in trouble if he goes on the Internet. Yep. But he decides to go on the Internet anyway, not for... You know, the normal reasons. <laughs> yeah. And instead goes on to look up COVID bleep. COVID and uh, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, uh, I like to look at the maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. he was looking at maps either. Jeez. Although if you had watched this Sweet Prince video, I couldn't have blamed him because that's a pretty good YouTube clip. <laughs> did you ever send it to me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't. Why don't did I do that right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know what From I'm the, sick uh, of? Uh, the, you know what yeah. I'm sick of? The, the, the YouTube in the algorithms. When I'm watching music on YouTube, I don't want to see as one of the options my GD ugly mug on my computer. Yeah, stop that. Yeah. Stop that. That's stop never happened that, to me. Stop that. Really? I listened really? to a lot of Mavericks yesterday after the show. I didn't ever see myself. Really? Yeah. Do, do oh. you ever watch any of the our videos, the GL videos, Joe? Sure. What hmm. about him, well, they Jack? Should, they he, should pop up then on your right-hand side then. He either oh. continues to defy the algorithms or he is yeah. just so computer illiterate that he doesn't see what's in front of I, him. I'd prefer to think that I've craftily avoided the algorithms. There you go. Yeah. Congratulations, go with, go with that. Joe. Yeah. Congratulations. Go with that, Joe. From the business world, continued demand for technology along with strong consumer spending power resulted in a 70% bump in quarterly earnings for Best Buy. Revenue for May, June, and July grew almost 21% to a record $11.8 billion for the Richfield-based electronics retailer. That handily beat Wall Street expectations. The company said its second quarter earnings were $734 million, or $2.90 a share, far outpacing the $432 million reported during the same quarter last year. They got money out of me. I had to get a new printer. That's where I got it. At Best Buy? Yeah. yeah. I haven't been to Best Buy in a while. I need to stop there. Is that a nice printer? It works. Okay. Yeah. A customer at a Florida restaurant thanked the staff for, quote, showing up and working hard by leaving them a $10,000 tip. Oh. The Wahoo Seafood Grill in Gainesville, Florida, said in an Instagram post that a recent customer wanted to speak with the eatery's entire staff during a recent visit. Workers gathered in the dining area where the man thanked them for showing up and working hard and then told them he'd be tipping each of the 10 workers $1,000. Owner Sharon Shepard wrote in a post, I'm not usually an emotional guy, but this really got to me. I'm blown, I'm blown away. We're all blown away by the man's generosity. Last year and a half hasn't been easy on this industry. We're hurting, we're exhausted, but this incredible act of kindness had restored our faith in humanity. Did you see the viral uh, tweet over the weekend of a guy that posted a picture of him with a server? No. And it said, so proud of this young lady. She was not feeling well, but she showed up because they were short-staffed. Yeah. 
she got that tweet got so much backlash that the restaurant had to shut down their Twitter account because people were mad that people she showed up. People were so mad that she showed up and she wasn't feeling well. Isn't that something? Well. That's the society we have become. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to find that and find out where it was. You want a different kind of society where you work? I do. Center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. It's it's your own world. It's your own society. It's an eight building campus and rolling. Park line, uh, park-like setting in Mendota. It's adjacent to major highways with easy access to 55, 62, 494, and 35E, easily uh, to the airport and both downtowns. And you can go into to the downtown area kind of smirking because you realize that you don't have to deal with those hassles anymore. Uh, it's just fantastic. You get free parking right out in front, safe, easy access. They're all single story. You're not waiting for elevators. And... Uh, each office space is customizable so you get exactly what you want, including wave air purification systems in all the buildings, your own bathroom, the whole deal. It's a peaceful, peaceful place to work. It allows you and your employees to work where it's easier to work, and it's locally owned and operated. For uh, for more information, visit EscapeToMendota.com, Johnny. Okay, really quick. I found the story. Yeah. It's a guy by the name of Josh Mandel who apparently is running for office in the state of Ohio. Yeah. He posted yeah. a photo, uh, who and it's called the Inside Five Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he posted the photo with the server saying she was under the weather. They had so much backlash that people were openly campaigning for them to be shut down by the state. Hmm. That... And he thought he was doing this chick a favor? Well, he just thought he was being nice. And I thought, holy cow, we have gone mad. Some of that may be triggered by Josh, too. Josh is not well-loved. Oh, is he a lightning rod? Okay. He's a lightning rod, so I'll bet a lot of people didn't even look at the story. They just immediately started complaining because it was Josh. Okay. Uh, We should mention this again. We mentioned it at the start of the show, but Charlie Watts, who's been the Rolling Stones drummer for over 50 years, died Tuesday morning in London. He was 80 years old. Uh, It was announced earlier this month that Watts would not be part of the band's forthcoming no-filter tour of the U.S. after he had undergone an unspecified emergency heart procedure. The band's representatives at the time said it was successful. A reserved, dignified, and dapper, Watts was never as flamboyant, either on stage or off, as most of his rock star peers, let alone Stone's lead singer Mick Jagger. He was content to be one of the finest rock drummers of his generation, playing with a, ja- playing with a jazz-inflected swing that made the band's titanic success uh, possible. Uh, Keith Richards, if you read his book, 2010 Autobiography, said, quote, Charlie Watts has always been the bed that I lie on musically. Yeah, because Watts- they contacted each other. Charlie played off mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, Watts, also a a big jazz fan, had his own big band uh, Mm -hmm. for a while. You can get some of those albums. Actually, they're pretty good. Uh, He had always hired some great players and never a show-off. You never heard a drum solo. He just uh, sat back there and let the whole thing swing. Here's the most remarkable thing. Married Mm -hmm. to the same woman for 56 years. Wow. Boy, you're right about that. They had one daughter, and and now they have a (laughs) granddaughter. They had a granddaughter. Wow. Same woman. He's only been married once. Um, How many decades do you have in the game right now? He's getting there. you got to be up around 50, 60. No, not really, Ken. (laughs) Uh, Sir Paul McCartney issued Mm -hmm. a a little soundbite about Mm -hmm. Mr. Watts. So sad to hear about Charlie Watts, the stone straw, dying. Um, He was a lovely guy, and um, I knew he was ill, but I didn't know uh, it was this so, uh, lots of love to his family, um, his wife and kids, and his extended family. 
and uh, condolences to the Stones. This would be a huge blow to them because Charlie was a rock, um, a fantastic drummer, steady as a rock. Anyway, so love, love you, Charlie. I always loved you. Beautiful man, and yep, great condolences and sympathies. I think Charlie's going to be fondly remembered. Yeah, there's there's already a lot of musicians on Twitter mm-hmm. who've uh, sent condolences, uh, and, and especially ones that knew him. Apparently, he was a very fine human being by the sound of everything. So, well, plus uh, he t- created the mystique of, of mm-hmm. being unknowable. I uh, just I admire that about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Watts was 80. Uh, Joe, fellas, uh, uh, I'm sorry. sorry, John. Joe, did you get a reaction yet from uh, your No, son? I keep looking. I didn't. I texted him, should they tour, and... Uh, He's probably busy and doesn't have time to deal with that. Yeah, he doesn't tink around with a podcast every day. He's no. got a real job. <laughs> he has a real job. got a real job, thank God. <laughs> uh, there's a, a very interesting uh, documentary about Bill Wyman. Have you guys seen that from no. a few years ago? No. Uh, it's very, he's very odd uh, also. He's yes. kept everything, right. every, every, everything you can imagine he's kept. And he has a whole uh, side of his house, which is just... By everything you mean, what? Uh, the it, names of all the related, women, or no, related oh. to music and stuff. No, he, remember he's been married twice too. He married a yeah. very young gal, which yeah. got him. Some oh, right, rude, rude comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's kept every uh, everything he ever picked up on tour, uh, that kind of thing, uh, like but, uh, matches he, and napkins and well, stuff. Just, but what the hell the are you talking show. about? <laughs> well. I want to know Jeez. what you're talking about, Such. It's obvious. He's kept all the memorabilia. Posters Thank and stuff you. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and other the, things that he's picked up yeah, yeah, through the years. It's all the stuff that you give away, Such, that you do not have. Right. I think Bill's, Bill's close to 90, isn't he? I think he was the <laughs> I think he one. is, yes. Jeez, wow. Look uh, up how old Bill Wyman is, Reeves. I will, but first I, I was looking for that Charlie <laughs> Watt first, thing. And Hotel California happens to be trending. I don't know why. why. So I, I, why? I clicked. I thought, oh, God, did we lose an eagle? I have no idea. But anyway, I found this tweet that says, Hotel California is basically a bad Yelp review followed by a three-minute guitar solo. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That and is it, it, such a great pretty tweet. good. That's Everybody's pretty comparing uh, Twitter and social media to Hotel California, too. You can check out. You can check in, but you can never leave, ah, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Who am I looking up, yeah. Joe? Bill Wyman. Wyman. Okay. He's How old is John? Oh, he's only 84. He'll be, he'll be 85 in October. Okay. So yeah. Another two months. Staff at a jail in south-central Washington state have come up with an inexpensive but effective way to encourage inmates to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Since the first of the month, the Benton County Jail has been giving away one of its most popular commissary items to inmates who sign up for their first COVID shot. Ramen noodles. Really? By Monday, the jail will have given out 900 packets of the ramen noodles to 90 inmates, according to Scott Souza, Chief of Corrections for the Benton County Corrections Department. It's advertised to inmates around the jail with flyers featuring a larger-than-life photo of the seasoned wavy noodles and a headline that says, Soups for Shots. Any inmate, no matter how long their stay is, is eligible for the program if they've not been immunized yet. Benton County Jail is sharing information about the program with other jails in the state, according to Sousa. Uh, this, this story, I, I, it needs some explaining. An Alabama man was shot by his wife's boyfriend who was secretly living in the couple's home, 
according to officials. Hmm. The Mobile well, County Sheriff's normal so far. <laughs> I, what, what's your question? The Mobile County Sheriff's Office said the wife told her husband an intruder was in their home Sunday night and he armed himself with a gun. The men shot at each other and both went to the hospital, according to a news outlet. The sheriff's office said Michael Amaker, the wife's boyfriend for over a year, had been living at the house shortly before the shooting. Sheriff's office Captain Paul Burt said she'd been allowing him to stay within the home for a couple of days, providing him with food. There were bottles of urine in the room, which indicated he'd been in there for a little while. I didn't need that detail, but I well, guess that, that indicates just, he's yeah, been living there. Yeah, he's Howard been, he's Hughes. Been, yeah. He's been hiding out there, so the husband didn't know. Hmm. Trucker bombs. Off. Yeah, let those things go out the window as you're rolling down. I certainly the wouldn't recommend doing that. <laughs> God. The sheriff's office hadn't uncovered a motive for the wife telling Wait, her husband stop. that. Yeah. Stop. Chris, yeah. your Hoping brother, come on. Oh, Your yeah. brother hasn't told me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. He know. All right. Yeah. yeah. I actually, sheriff's John, it's odd. I, I have the call when they called the police. She yeah. took my beer. Avon's and... police department. Yeah. She's probably in the room talking to her new boyfriend. <laughs> Sheriff's office said he hadn't uncovered a motive for the wife telling the husband that Amaker was an intruder. Investigators said she was too intoxicated to be interviewed after the shooting. Amaker was in jail. (laughs) Was in jail on charges of attempted murder, possession of a firearm with an altered serial number, and possession of a controlled substance. Charlie Watts would have graduated from high school in 1958. Wow. Well, I just think it's fascinating to that he had that length of a career okay well yeah i was i was marveling at the 60 what was it john the 60 reunion 60 year reunion next year is that their what they were planning on mm-hmm. yeah so stones that's, that's unreal 60th, uh, mm-hmm. anniversary 60th tour well by that logic mccartney and ringo could do that then and call it their 60th reunion to the beatles but there's two left come on true I've been trying to tell you guys that for years, mm-hmm. and now you're signing up for it. I just it want depends, McCart- It depends on the band, Kenny. Oh, okay, Steely. Oh, you are such a... I, I will a say half, this, though. It's a half a band, if, and I'm not baiting you. They have no business using that name, John Height. I disagree. Kenny Olson. <laughs> I do Here say we are if, fighting uh, again. if I, McCartney I does Damn come it. back to town, I am sitting next to John Hyde at Target Field. That's no, going to be I'm a requirement. Nope, yes, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, John. Do your, hand, do your hands hurt, Joe? Something wrong yeah. with your hands hurt? What you doing, Joe? I'm Got trying to body? use like a nonverbal cue to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, Justice, and the Suture. Through clandestine sources in Kabul, the Babylon Bee has obtained a leaked copy of the Taliban's first draft of a new woman's bill of rights. The Taliban, now running the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, began work on the bill soon after liberal Western democracies and individuals like Nancy Pelosi reminded them in a strongly worded letter that they should protect women's rights. While this bill is still in its early stages, we think they've made a lot of progress. Let's look at some of the rights enumerated in the Taliban's Bill of Women's Rights. The right to remain silent. The right to equal employment inside the home with the other wives. 
<laughs> the right of freedom of movement, again, inside the home. The right so to free health care that is on a par with the best veterinary care in the country. Oh, wow. Joe, Joe. <laughs> Reavers, should we stop him now? No, no, I just on a roll. The right to educate, uh, the right to an education in Islam. The right to be married to whichever brave Such. Taliban fighter Such. chooses them. Come on, man, we're all married and there's millions of CI girls listening right now. This, this is, is in, this locker is in room. Afghanistan. Okay, but still. The right to choose the color of their burqa. Okay, we got to stop laughing. That's... <laughs> well, I was just about to say that's the problem with the Babylon Bee is sometimes the things they put out there are believable. <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of it. I think you should stop that. I think that's a good call. <laughs> I, I think I'm going <laughs> to. They had another one, by the way, the Babylon Bee did, because uh, you guys saw the story of Florida, was it Florida doctors walked out because they were refusing to, to treat uh, COVID patients that were unvaccinated. You guys saw that story, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. So the Babylon Bee said doctors in Florida are now walking out of people in car accidents that refuse to wear their seatbelt. Right. Get it? Yeah. 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 What did I just say? That, that, one's, that one's not so good. Yeah. For a million seatbelt. That one sounds like something we'd write. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a play on the... Uh, you well, know, our, our friend, the traveling Lyman's in Marloth Park, Mumpumalanga, South Africa. Yeah. What, one thing I'm learning is on this day in history, Minnesotans are deadbeats. In August. Nothing happens in August. Yeah. 1839 on this day. Louis S. Judd and David Hone opened the Marine Lumber Company on the St. Croix River. Hmm. Big deal. <laughs> That's nothing. You know what that is? That's nothing. <laughs> There's something from 1819-2 involving Colonel Henry Leavenworth in the 5th Infantry arrived at in uh, Mendota to build a fort at the confluence of the Minnesota. Try it again, Chris. Yeah. Chris, try it again. Give them the setup, the premise. Doctors refusing to treat <laughs> Yeah, let me see it again. Right, right. Yeah. The, Doc- so doctors in Florida, yep. it came out over the weekend, that yep. they were uh, refusing treatment on certain COVID patients because they were unvaccinated. Yep. So the Babylon Bee put out a headline that I said see. that they weren't going to treat car accident victims that didn't wear a seatbelt. I see. That's not funny. No, it's not. It's almost okay. perfectly analogous. And that's exactly what I said while you were reading the other Babylon Bee. Is it's, sometimes it's not funny because it's believable. You want to save some money on your food bills? Boy, do I. Huh? Boy, do I. Well, Spencer Grunhofer can help you. You can beat the increases in beef prices by purchasing a side or a quarter of beef, and you can't beat the quality of Grunhofer's local farm-raised beef. They're also looking to hire people because, my God, they've been so busy, and they've had to expand. We've made their life hell. That's right. But the original location, of course, is on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo for the Wagyu beef and steaks and brats and ham and bacon and you name it. Just amazing. Four four different lo- Three meatloafs or four? Three. You're about ready to sound an alarm, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to need to make a run here sometime soon. And uh, then the new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97. Uh, I guess you're supposed to look for a quick trip, and then you'll see Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, the new location. And I'm sure that all the delicious products that Spencer has been serving since 2007 are available at both locations. 
uh, on uh, Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and again, the new location on Highway 97 in Forest Lake. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it. For I think episode. so. I think so. Do you others feel want to catch this magic live in person? We'll see at the fair. <laughs> right? Uh, so far, noon, noon. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. And John and Kenny and uh, Dawn. Dawn at uh, 11 a.m. on Thursday. And then Fratelloni and I will be there post GL. Right. With Joe as their first guest. Right, Kenny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think that's going to go? I think it's going to be a disaster, where's and my, I can't where, wait Where's to... my feeling golfy hat? I'd like to find that. I, I can't answer that. Yeah. Golfy. Feeling golfy. Yep. Okay, then. Hey, why don't you head on over to our YouTube <laughs> channel and hit that subscribe button for us and join the why? thousands of GLers. <laughs> That's a great point, Kenny. Why, indeed. We will uh, We'll see you tomorrow. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold and GLers. That's exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that number is 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, a new record, but it's not for the twins, is it? It's not. Not, unfortunately, for the Twins, but the new record is the NASDAQ hitting 15,000 today. And the NASDAQ has been dominated by five companies primarily, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. In this week's Barron's, they did a very nice piece highlighting these five mega cap technology companies and indicating relative to the market, there's still plenty of room for growth. I'm not going to say they're cheap, say by any stretch of the imagination, because they're not cheap, but they're not expensive either, particularly given their steady growth rate and their potential to continue generating profit for a significant period of time. My favorite company, Apple, which I and my clients have invested in and have traded around since 2004, has continued to power ahead. It may not be growing as fast as it was was, but it is still growing at a pretty strong rate. And the growth is over that period of time has been incredible. Tim Cook celebrated 10 years as CEO of the firm and Apple's stock is up 1000% over that period of time. Tim Cook, when he took over, was derided as just a figurehead, just an operations guy. The amount of innovation under his leadership, in my estimation, very, very, very strong, and it could well continue going forward. These companies, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft, are big part of the S&P 500, as well as the NASDAQ, and have helped those indices to reach record levels. Should the indices falter, of course, these stocks are going to retreat as well. If you are an index investor, yes, through the index, you do have a significant portion of these companies. But beyond that, I would very definitely pound the table to own companies as individual investments or individual stock in any portfolio. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, do what I just did. Pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952 925 
952-925-5608. Once again, that number is 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Friday. You got it. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.